<laughs> hey, party people. It is Tuesday, September the 28th, and it is 8.07 p.m. How y'all doing? Man, your girl, I'm out here. I'm out here making this Egyptian thing happen. Egypt, Egypt, give me a freaky kiki nation. Yeah, I'm out here making it happen. So um, I have reached, you know, I'm well past the 21-day mark. And I'm moving into like the 40s. So I may have been here like 41, 42, 43 days now. And um, there's no turning back. So today's episode is about money. The past four journal entries for me have been primarily focused on how I see money, what my core thoughts about money are, and if those core thoughts have changed. Several years ago, I did a workshop that helped me change my core thoughts about money. And they needed to be changed because I was thinking some crazy stuff. And it had been embedded in me. And, and con- I had been conditioned to think about money in a certain way. And one of the main things was that, you know, I don't deserve money because I'm an artist. And I'm supposed to be starving. And that, you know, I have to work hard for money. Um, and that money, it, you know, it doesn't grow on trees when... In actuality, it's made out of trees. So got those core thoughts changed. And because I'm in Egypt and I have all this time to think and have all this time to, like, get my shit together and pull myself together and and make myself available for transformation, this is the time for me to, like, kind of deal with some of the things that I'm not able to deal with in the States because... Because that's home, I get tied into car notes and light bills and birthday gifts <laughs> and loans. Um, so this is the opportunity for me to kind of deal with that. But because I'm in the upside down, I have to really, really, really be careful. And this is the story that will confirm that. So, it's payday today. I got paid today. And um, I get two checks. One is in Egyptian currency and the other check is in U.S. dollars. The U.S. dollars check is 30% of my whole check. The other 70% is my Egyptian currency check. Now, for the past five years... I've been looking at money as energy. Um, I, Oprah Winfrey called money, a, she said currency is a form of energy. And it's based on like what you put out, you get in return. And something, something about her saying that really resonated with me. And um, so I've been kind of producing based on money being energy and not being... Um, like physical green you know coins and and paper I just I don't look at it that way but I hadn't had any experiences that really challenged me to be able to confirm that that was a good point of view to look at it from 
Now, I will say this. And once I changed my core thoughts about money, my relationship with money did change. I don't have to worry about money. I've never had to worry about money since I changed my core thoughts. Now, I used to hit big moments where I was like, brokeity broke. Brokeity broke, broke, broke. Brick it, brick, broke. And after I changed my core thoughts, money comes and goes. I say that all the time. Like, it comes and goes in my life, um, but never to a point to where I have to worry about it. However, I still would worry about it. Um, I had gotten out of the habit of having to have a lot of money. And when I got out of that habit, I always had quite a bit of money. And not only did I have quite a bit of money, I was able to create and establish a relationship with more money. But in establishing my, my relationship with more money, I became more of a mm, celebrator of myself because my self-love was kind of locked into the whole money thing. So the more money I had, the more, the, the I'm not going to say the better I treated myself, but I would use that money to pour into me. So I would go get like the best massages (laughs) you know what I mean I would eat the best food you know so anywho long story short now I'm in Egypt dealing with these core thoughts to see if these core thoughts still um are appropriate and if I need to upgrade them or downgrade them Anyway, long story short, the last couple of days in my journal where I'm writing, where I'm manifesting, I've been dealing with money. So two days ago, my palms started itching. Now, when I was in the States and my palms started itching, I would be like, "Ooh, I got some money coming. That was the that was the thought. And I would always like kiss my palms like, all right, I'm ready. Well, this time when it happened, I did not kiss my palms. I just scratched my palms and I was like, ooh, that's weird because my palms have not itched. Um, they didn't itch at all the year that I was not teaching at all. And I can't remember that last year that I was teaching theater if it happened. It may have happened occasionally, but when I was in teaching at the middle school level, Right after I had kind of changed my core thoughts, my palms would itch all the time, all the time. And whether I received money or not, I would always kiss my palm and say, thank you, God. It was just a little thing, a little ritual that I would do. Well, the past two or three days, my palms have been itching. So, of course, I get my money and it's, it's a little bit more than I had calculated, which I don't understand. But I'm not, you know, I'm not here to question that. If they're giving me more money, then I'm receiving more money. Get my two checks. And my roommate, Shari, said, hey, the uh, secretary at the school has um, arranged for a bus to take us to go cash our checks at 1130. You want to tag along? So I'm like, yeah, hell yeah. So I take my U.S. check and I stash it because that's going somewhere different. I don't need that cash right now. I just need my Egyptian check cashed. So one of the um, AQCs, who's also a foreign hire here, she needs to go get her check cashed. So, you know, we're like all three. We're going to go get our checks cashed. 
The secretary is not in the office. <clears throat> She's supposed to be in the office at 11.30 to manage this bus trip to the bank. Now, Shari's like, it shouldn't be a problem. It's, she told me it's 15 minutes there and 15 minutes back. And I'm all gung-ho until we get to the office and the, she's not there. Like, it's 11.30, 11.32, 11.35, 11.38, She's not there. Now, after 11.30, I didn't have, I didn't have another class until 2, 2.40. But Shari and the other AQC, they had an eighth period. My next class wasn't until ninth period. So, for the most part, I was good. Now, we did have a staff meeting that at that particular point we were going to be late for but only by a couple of minutes if we could get on the bus and get to the bank and get back so the AQC has to go get her passport so she's like well I'm gonna go get my passport when the secretary gets here I'll meet y'all at the bus so Shari and I are like, let's just meet. Let's just go and see if the bus, maybe she scheduled the bus and didn't tell us. So let's just go talk to the bus drivers. And, of course, I'm like, well, you go talk to them because I don't speak Arabic. And I don't, you know, Shari is, let me tell y'all something about my roommate. She a G. She's a G. Because she'll just be like, could you tell us how such, she'll just be talking to them. And I don't even know how she'd be figuring it out. But I don't have it in me. I just don't have it in me for them to be, we be doing hand signals and, you know, foot stomping and all kinds of like, I don't even know. Like, I just, it's very difficult for me to be trying to talk to somebody and I don't, we don't share the language. So she goes over and while she's doing that, I tell her, well, I'm going to go back to see if the secretary has returned because at this point she should be back. We had just come off of a break. The kids get a break, and so she had been gone. So I go back. She's not showing up, not showing up. So I'm sitting down. Shari sends me a text saying, hey, the bus is going to take us to the bank. Now, what I realized is that the other AQC, she speaks Arabic. So she had come out, talked to the bus drivers, convinced them to take us to the bank. So here I go. Now, mind you, the secretary not being where she was was a red light. Because here, everything is hurry up and wait. And you got, you can't, you don't, I can't trust anything until it's done. But I was like that in the States. People be like, don't be negative. I'm like, I'm not being negative. I'm being rest assured that when it happens, that's when I can celebrate. (laughs) I don't, I don't play around with possibilities. I don't, I don't play around with the possibility of things happen. It has to happen. It has to happen. And I'm not going to put my negativity on. I'm not going to be like, I knew it wasn't going to happen. That's not me either. But I come from an environment where you just have to, your actions speak louder than words, right? So, and I'm I'm feeling some kind of way, but I'm not enough for me to be like, no, nah, I'm not going to get on this bus. We get on the bus <clears throat> to take this 15-minute ride to the bank. 25 minutes later the bus pulls up to the street that the bank is on but he cannot go down the street because they have these um 
I don't even know what they were, but it wouldn't. No cars could go down that street. And the bank is about as far from us as the African American Museum is on Fair Park. The African American Museum is from the Women's Museum. So it's 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 a, it's a little walk. It's not major, but. <laughs> It's a little walk. Once again, we walking and doing stairs in Egypt. So get out, go to the bank, walk into the bank. It's a whole security system set up. So has to look at my backpack and yada, yada, yada. He gives me a number, takes my passport, takes our passports. And we walk up to the counter. Now, there is nobody in this bank. The bank is empty. It's just us three. And there's one guy sitting across the way. Who might or might not be waiting on somebody. I walk up to the counter. Shari and them are kind of behind me. I walk up to the counter. And. <laughs> we have managed to walk into the bank during prayer time. So the bank teller is behind the counter literally doing his prayers. He's praying. He's up to the sky, and then he's bowing down. He's up to the sky, and then he's bowing down. And I forget that I'm in Egypt until this moment. Like, I'm like, oh, shit, I forgot, you know. Because at any given moment, you could go into somewhere, and there's nobody behind the counter. Because they're bow, they, they bowing down and, you know, doing their their thing. And it was strange to see for me. I don't know. I've been seeing it all the time, but most I've been seeing it with like this this kind of like lower working class where most of the men have on the robe type type uh shirts. But this dude had on his corporate America slacks. <laughs> so it was just weird. It was just weird. He comes to the counter and he starts talking to the AQC. And um, she speaks Arabic, so they're talking back and forth. And he takes our checks. He takes my one Egyptian check. He takes both of Shari's checks. And the funny thing about Shari is they gave her two checks, one of them in American cash. And she's not American. She's British. So she was even like, why do I even have this check? So I was like, girl, I don't know. <laughs> so, and the AQC, they take her one check. So she's talking Arabic to him. And like the Arabic men do around here, he says his final word to her. And then he says to all three of us, sit. He does not say, have a seat over there. He does not say, um, I'll be right back with you doesn't say um you know have a seat he says sit so we seat we sit and about 8 minutes pass the AQC gets up goes back over to the window and I'm sure she's like what's the hold up what's going on you know and he's talking back to her and he tells her to sit back down. She sits. He goes and disappears in the back. He comes back and calls her to the window. 
He counts out her money and then he calls Shari up. Calls Shari up, counts out some money, and then him and the AQC start going back and forth. So this is my all shit moment because I can feel it coming. It's always me at the back of the line trying to figure out what the fuck. So they're going back and forth. So she looks at me and then she goes back and is talking to him. So now I'm like, (laughs) she calls me up to the counter and she says, there's, we have a problem. And I'm like, of course we have a problem. Kamika's in Egypt. This bank has a $50,000 withdrawal limit. What? Wait a minute. Say that again. This bank has a $50,000 withdrawal limit. Huh? Wait a minute. Now, y'all heard me right. After $50,000 has been withdrawn from this bank, they can no longer honor any more withdrawals. I.e., Kamika Spencer can't get her money today. She has to come back on tomorrow when the limit is back at $50,000 and she might can get in where she fit in. We can give her American money, but I don't want y'all to cash my American check. I'm hoping that's covered. I got that covered with my international account. But this Egyptian check, that's what y'all need to cash. But y'all can't cash because y'all got a $50,000 limit. So it's kind of like going to Henderson's and they done run out of chicken. Which does happen occasionally, but it should be pretty rare because you're a chicken place. So you're a bank. You're supposed to have money. Oh, yes, ma'am. We have money, but we have reached our limit. How do you reach a limit at a bank? Be in Egypt. So let me give you all room to be like, God damn. All right. That was your room. So I just go up and all but snatch my check from this man because at the end of the day, you could have told us this when we first walked up in here. Say, hey, ladies, we're about to reach our limit. This is what it is. But let me go see what I can do. It's none of that. They just get there and then they be like, we're done. So I walk out and now I'm in my feelings because my inner voice is like, I told you, I told you not to get on that bus. I told you to stay back and go to your staff meeting. I told you. And I was like, I don't want to hear that shit. I don't want to hear that shit. So I'm having this whole like conversation with myself. And I am furious. Because what? So now we're all going back. The AQC's gotten all her money. Shari has American cash that she can't do nothing with. And I have nothing. I have my two checks. And I'm not going to say I don't have nothing, but I have my two checks. So I get on the bus, and they can they see that I'm, I'm visibly, like, frustrated. So we just ride back. They talk. I don't. I get off the bus. I go upstairs to the teacher's lounge. And one of the other teachers is like, you all right? And I was like, no, dog, I ain't all right. 
what is going on here? So I tell her my, my situation. And she's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> she's like, everything around here is fucked up. So I was like, what? So, but, okay. So here's the defense mechanism. Once I began to tell her what happened, I began to calm down. And that's because the more I told the story, the more I realized the story didn't matter. The physical story did not matter. And I don't know, I can't tell you where or how, what, where that came from. But the more I told her the story, the calmer I became. Because I realized, wait a minute, Kamika, you've been writing about this. You're dealing with this right now. You're addressing your money issue right now. So I did my woosah and I walked out of the teacher's lounge and I just began to thank God. And that's my thing now. It's like when, when stuff gets kind of crazy, instead of dealing with the physical, I just stop. <clears throat> because I've spent a lot of time dealing with the physical. We all have. Some of us still are. We deal with things as they come to us <clears throat> and not how they're sent to us, Right. We deal with it how it comes and not how it's sent. Well, I realized, nope, this is, this, this, is a, this is a sent to me situation. So I do my thank you guys until I'm fully, 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 fully calm. Just thank you, God. Thank you, God. You know, I'm walking in the hallway and I'm not loud or anything like that. As a matter of fact, most of it is in my head. <clears throat> but I instantly feel good. And now I'm ready to go downstairs and deal with this from my mind space and not my heart space because money is an emotional issue for a lot of us and I am my hand is raised right now it's an it's an emotional issue and I cannot I, I I'm I don't exist anymore to make it an emotional issue because money should not be an emotional issue so I go downstairs and I walk into the office and guess who's there? The secretary, everybody there. It's a party, y'all. So I walk in and the main guy is like, come here, go. And I'm like, hey. And then I tell him, I said, I'm not happy. He said, you're not happy? Why? What happened? You get paid today, didn't you? I said, yeah, but <laughs> I was supposed to get my check cash and it didn't happen. So I tell him the whole story. And he says... And, oh, and then I'd say, I, take, I had taken my schedule down there. So I said, <clears throat> I can go on Thursday. I have plenty of time on Thursday to go. So this is me giving them room to help me figure out how I can get my check cashed. So some of y'all might be like, why are you trying to get your check cashed? Then I, because I had already heard that on payday in Egypt... All the ATMs be down because soon as people get their checks, they're going to the ATMs and they're going to these banks. So it's a it's a thing. You got to get your check cashed. You got to get it deposited, whatever. And because we're still going through our residency process, meaning they are there's paperwork to where we have to be residents before um, they can give us the bank card, like load our money on our actual ATM card. So, and I don't even know what that's about yet. Like I haven't even had that experience, but that is where we are. So until that happens, we'll be getting physical checks that we have to get cashed. So I tell him my plight and he says to me, Thursday, we get your money tomorrow. 
as a matter of fact, the government does stipulate to this particular bank and other banks that you do have a withdrawal limit. However, for our school, an arrangement has been made. Now, I don't know what arrangement means. I don't know if they done sold them some cows and camels. I don't know if a pack of cigarettes got, you know, is getting sent to somebody's grandmama. I don't know. But arrangement means some people done sat around and said, okay, here's what we going to do for you. And then he proceeds to tell me what y'all should have did was just call me while y'all was there. I just shook my head. I was like, nobody told us to do that. As a matter of fact, AQC was going back and forth and the guy laughed at her as we walked out of the bank. So then he has the secretary call the bank and the secretary and whoever she's talking to, they going back and forth. And she gets off the phone and she says, you will go there tomorrow. They always ordering you like this is such a place where they order you to do stuff. You will go there tomorrow and they will take care of you, Kamika, and you will get your money and you will have no problems. However, if you do. (laughs) Give us a call and we will make sure we talk to them and take care of you. So basically, I, I also got sent to the director who basically said, tell the driver, tell one of the bus drivers to take my car. That way you'll get there quicker. And of course, Shari is coming with me so she can get her hers taken care of. Now, this particular bank, it's only like three of them in the country of Egypt. There's only three. Like, I don't even, you know what? I can't even, I cannot even, y'all. So... This bank opens at 8.30 and closes at 1.30 every day. So I'm going to go at 11.30 tomorrow. Is it 11.30? Yeah, because I'm free from... No, 9.30. I'm going to leave here at 9.30 and I'm free till 11.30. So I should be back roughly by 10. But payday was today. And I don't know if payday is today everywhere in Egypt. I don't know how it works. But we're going to see if me and Shari can get to that bank before that $50,000 limit is up. And I just think that's so wacky. But in my relationship with money, what I am learning is that it comes in all forms. And the control over it at the physical level is taken very, very seriously. Um, Because people love control. However, I've never abided by people controlling me with money. I've never abided by that. So I am now looking at my ability to assess my instincts from my feelings, my emotions, from my logic. So my instincts was like, you got two more red lights before you get on that bus. My emotions were, you don't normally do this. Is this something you really want to do? Go ahead and do it because 
it kind of feels exciting. It feels adventurous to like try to go and make this thing happen within this particular time frame. And my logic was like, go get your check cashed. Plain and simple. But at the end of the day, I went with two checks and I came back with two checks. And I was frustrated that I was not served. But when I began to thank God for what he did for me that I could not see, I realized that I did get served. I got served information. I got served knowledge. I now know something else about Egypt, which is the whole reason I'm here, you know, to learn about myself through this experience. And I feel okay with that. So that's the bank story. Now let me tell you this other story about my roommate. (laughs) Shari is, we all have these, what is called SLO, student leadership organization. And every teacher has to participate in some type of student leadership organization. So Shari is doing jewelry making with the fourth graders. And she came in one day and was making these little bracelets. And they, they're, they're cute. They're nice. And she was making these little paper boxes, like little jewelry boxes. And she was like, you know, I need something to um, for the presentation. You know how they put the little cotton in jewelry boxes, you know, with the jewelry sits on. Well, she was looking for a substitute for the cotton. So Shari <laughs> confiscated some toilet paper from the school. Now, I had been thinking the same thing because when I was in a rock band, whenever we go to the hotels, I was always like packing up that toilet paper and bringing it back to Dallas. That was just my thing. Like if I don't have to buy it, I ain't gonna buy it. (laughs) Right before we're getting ready to get on the bus, we're looking for the secretary the director comes out and he's like, hello, ladies, how are you doing? And I'm like, we good. Shari's like, we're good. We're, we're going to the mall. I mean, to the bank. You're going to the bank. Can I talk to you for a second? And he's looking at Shari. And she's like, sure. Just a second. It only take two minutes. So he takes her to his office. And when she comes back, she's flushed. And I'm like, you all right? She's like, bloody hell. (laughs) They done caught her on camera (laughs) taking this roll of toilet paper. (laughs) They done caught her on camera taking this roll of toilet paper. (laughs) And he done told her when she get back from the bank, she got to go get the toilet (laughs) She got to go get the toilet paper and bring it back to the school. <laughs> and, oh, my God. And I'm, I am flabbergasted. I'm, I'm, I'm so thrown off by the whole thing. Because let me tell y'all something. I never saw the whole roll of toilet paper. I don't know if she got a whole roll. I don't know if she got a pack. All I ever saw was toilet paper rolled on her hand that she took off and said, put it in the box and said, what do you think about this? And I was like, that's good. That's a good idea. It's creative. You can't find cotton. Um, 
Yeah, and she said she had put an order in for some things with the SLO lady, but you know, she's trying to just test out her creative <laughs> inklings. So we get back from the mall. I mean, we get back from the bank. Shari goes upstairs, gets the toilet paper, takes it back over to. She has to take the toilet paper back to the hallway where she confiscated it from. <laughs> now I don't know if I told y'all this or not, because some of the sometimes I'll record a a podcast and I have to erase it because I forgot to tell y'all something. Every hallway has. We have uh, like patrol officers, men and women that are in the hallways that kind of keep the kids, you know, situated or whatever. Make sure they go to class, make sure they're not squandering away their education in the hallways or spending too much time in the bathrooms. So the guy that reported her, that turned her in, she takes him the toilet paper and gives it back to him. And he's, you know, he's calling her a little thief. He's not like he's playing with her, but I'm like, how dare he say that to you? Like, you little thief, we caught you on the camera bringing our, taking our toilet paper. So he says, what were you, why did you take the toilet paper? And she tells him I was using it for my jewelry class, my jewelry making class with the kids. Do y'all know this man told her to go ahead and keep the toilet paper? (laughs) He tells her to keep the toilet paper. He, of course, he says keep it with the jewelry making stuff. But what? Mind you, he was the one that saw her take it on the on the cameras. He could have avoided the whole direct because the director like sent her a WhatsApp meeting. He put it on the calendar. It was just this. He went through all of this stuff to basically, in my mind, shame her. Which was totally unnecessary. There's a lot of that, you know, that happens here. You hear people here think hollering at kids is what gets them to behave. Like, it's a lot. You hear hollering in the hallways all the time, which I think is bananas and fucking nuts, you know, because it's the calm that'll scare a kid more than the yelling. People who yell at kids don't need to be in classrooms. And I mean that. Like, if you got to yell at a kid... Especially on a consistent basis. I get it every now and then. You got to be like, shut up once or twice. But there are people who make habits of that. So (laughs) that's my story and I'm sticking to it. That's what I learned today. That the banks here, based on government mandates, can only give out so much money a day. And once they've done that, they can go home and eat their fava beans. I don't know. So that's the story for today. I'm sticking to it. I am growing. <laughs> I'm proud of my growth. I'm I'm loving the lessons that I'm learning. I'm loving the experiences, no matter how horrid or crazy they sound and or seem, because I wouldn't have never thought in a million years that I would be in the motherland and watching a totally different form of government, a totally 
totally different form of lifestyle, a totally different way of being where people operate like it's normal to be this off and it's normal to be this uneven it's amazing to me it's just amazing to be watching it all happen and to sometimes be victim to it and sometimes be um the successor of it um because it's it's the same I'm in the upside down and the stuff that I'm experiencing here is really no different from some of the things that I've experienced in the States. It may be a different um, place, maybe a different location. It may even be a different situation, but it's all the same. There's nowhere you're going to go where you will not have problems. And the more you fight a problem, the more of a problem it becomes. So I'm really learning that there are no problems. There's only opportunities to grow, but you have to practice at realizing that you can't look at things from the physical level, especially if God works in your life. If you, if you accept that God works in your life, nothing. And I do mean nothing is at the physical level. Whenever you find yourself, um, feeling like you're dealing with a problem, you got to think about what you've been asking God to give you. And because that's all that's happening is God is sending me the lessons that I need to learn in order to grow. And it feels good to grow. It feels good to have a growth mindset and actually be able to thank God when I didn't get my check cashed. And to know that on some other level, I was being blessed, that I have been blessed, that I am blessed, and that those blessings continue to flow. As long as I don't trip, as long as I don't worry, and as long as I don't lose my cool and remember who I am. So that was Egypt today, y'all. That was Egypt today, child. Bank got a $50,000 limit. And if you don't get your ass up in there and get your money, you're going to have to wait till the next day. Ain't that something? Ain't that something? Be good, be good, be good. Be God. Peace, y'all.